Welcome to the 10-Minute Medic, the place where you'll find concise information for the busy paramedic student. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Young. Insulin, a hormone that's produced by the pancreas, plays a pivotal role in regulating glucose metabolism in the human body. Its importance cannot be overstated as it ensures that glucose is appropriately utilized for energy or stored for future use. A comprehensive understanding of how insulin works is crucial for paramedics as it forms a foundation for managing various metabolic disorders such as diabetes mellitus. In this podcast, we'll explore into the intricate mechanisms of insulin action, exploring how it facilitates glucose uptake, storage, and utilization, as well as its broader effects on metabolism and cellular processes. Insulin is synthesized and secreted by specialized cells within the pancreas called beta cells. These are located in clusters throughout the pancreas itself. Location of these beta cells is known as the islets of Langerhans. These islets contain various types of cells including alpha cells which produce glucagon and beta cells which produce insulin. These beta cells continuously monitor glucose levels and their response to elevated glucose levels is pivotal in maintaining glucose homeostasis. The primary function of beta cells is to synthesize and secrete insulin in response to changes in blood glucose levels. When blood glucose levels rise after a meal, beta cells release insulin into the bloodstream. Insulin plays a crucial role in regulating glucose metabolism by facilitating the uptake of glucose into the cells, as well as promoting its storage as glycogen or conversion into fat. Beta cells possess glucose transporters, primarily GLUT2, that's G-U-L-T-2, which allow them to sense changes in extracellular glucose concentration. When blood glucose levels rise, glucose enters the beta cells through these transporters. When stimulated by elevated blood glucose levels, these sites release insulin into the bloodstream. The release of insulin from beta cells is tightly regulated by various factors, including blood glucose levels, signals from the brain, and hormonal influences. For example, increased blood glucose levels rise after a meal and they trigger the release of insulin while low blood glucose levels can stimulate the release of another pancreatic hormone called glucagon from alpha cells. Once inside the beta cells, glucose undergoes glycolysis or the breaking in of glucose to release energy, leading to an increase in intracellular ATP, also known as adenosine triphosphate levels. Keep in mind that ATP production produces the building blocks of energy for the body to utilize. Dysfunction or destruction of beta cells can lead to disorders like diabetes mellitus. In type 1 diabetes, the immune system mistakenly attacks and destroys beta cells, resulting in an absolute deficiency of insulin. In type 2 diabetes, beta cells may progressively become less responsive to high blood glucose levels, leading to relative insulin deficiency despite their continued presence. Under normal circumstances, the receptor through which the glucose molecule must pass is way too small to allow the molecule into the cell. Once the insulin is released into the bloodstream, it travels to various tissues and organs throughout the body where it exerts its effect by binding to insulin receptors on the surface of target cells. 
This binding of insulin to the receptors leads to a change in the size of the and shape of the receptor that will allow the glucose to enter the cell. Insulin effects are widespread and multifaceted as it acts on various target tissues, including the liver, skeletal muscles, and adipose or fat tissue. Here we'll explore how insulin influences glucose uptake, storage, and utilization in these tissues. The liver plays a central role. The liver plays a central role in glucose homeostasis, primarily through glycogen synthesis and gluconeogenesis regulation. Gluconeogenesis refers to the process where glucose is extracted from the food that we eat. Insulin's actions in the liver are as follows. Insulin activates glycogen synthase, a very important enzyme responsible for converting glucose into glycogen. This process stores excess glucose as glycogen for future energy needs. Insulin inhibits gluconeogenesis, a process by which the liver produces glucose from non-carbohydrate sources such as amino acids and glycerol. Skeletal muscles are a major site of glucose uptake and utilization, especially during physical activity. Insulin's actions in the skeletal muscles include, similar to liver, insulin will activate glycogen synthase in muscle cells, facilitating the storage of glucose as glycogen within the muscle itself. Keep in mind that this glycogen must be converted back to glucose before being able to be used. Glycogen cannot be used by the body for energy. Insulin stimulates protein production in muscle cells, contributing to muscle growth and repair. Adipose tissue, or commonly called fat, is another significant site of glucose uptake and storage. Within this adipose tissue, insulin promotes glucose uptake in adipocytes, or fat cells, by facilitating the translocation of GLUT4 to the cell membrane. GLUT4 is an insulin-regulated glucose transporter that is responsible for insulin-regulated glucose uptake into fat and muscle cells. Insulin stimulates lipogenesis, the process by which glucose is converted into fatty acids. These fatty acids are then stored as triglycerides in adipose tissue. These triglycerides are then used as energy reserves stored in adipose tissue. The problems arise when these triglycerides get too high. Insulin's overall effect on target tissues is to lower the blood glucose levels found within the blood vessels. By promoting glucose uptake, storage, and utilization, insulin ensures that glucose is efficiently utilized by cells, preventing hyperglycemia, again, within those blood vessels. When insulin levels are inadequate or its actions are impaired, as we see in diabetes mellitus, blood glucose levels can become dangerously elevated, leading to a host of complications. After a meal, blood glucose levels rise because of ingested carbohydrates. In response, the pancreas releases insulin into the bloodstream, which facilitates the uptake of glucose into the cells, primarily in skeletal muscle and adipose tissue. This uptake reduces blood glucose levels, returning them back to a normal range. During periods of fasting or between meals, insulin levels decrease. As a result, 
Glucose uptake into the cells diminishes and the liver first converts glycogen into glucose and that glucose is then released into the bloodstream to maintain blood glucose levels within a narrow range. This balance between insulin and glucagon, a hormone that raises blood glucose levels, is essential for maintaining glucose homeostasis. Understanding insulin's role in the body is paramount in the context of diabetes mellitus, a group of metabolic disorders characterized by chronic hyperglycemia. Diabetes can broadly be categorized into two main types, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disorder characterized by the destruction of pancreatic beta cells leading to an absolute deficiency of insulin. In the absence of insulin, glucose cannot enter cells, resulting in hyperglycemia. People with type 1 diabetes require external insulin therapy to manage their blood glucose levels. This generally is exhibit itself when the patient is a child, but can have an adult onset. Type 2 diabetes is characterized by insulin resistance, where target cells become less responsive to insulin's actions and impaired insulin secretion from beta cells. This combination leads to elevated blood glucose levels. Risk factors for type 2 diabetes include genetics, obesity, physical inactivity, and a poor diet. In type 2 diabetes, in type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance is a key factor. While the exact mechanisms behind insulin resistance is not fully understood, it's believed to involve abnormalities in insulin receptor action, alterations in GLUT4 movement, and inflammation. As a result of insulin resistance, glucose uptake in skeletal muscles and adipose tissue is impaired, and the liver continues to produce excessive glucose through glucose neogenesis, making hyperglycemia worse. Management of diabetes mellitus revolves around regulating blood glucose levels and preventing complication. The approach to treatment varies between type 1 and type 2 diabetes. People with type 1 require insulin replacement therapy to mimic the function of endogenous insulin. This therapy typically involves multiple daily injections or the use of an insulin pump, which delivers a continuous supply of insulin. The goal is to match insulin delivery with the individual's carbohydrate intake and physical activity. The management of type 2 diabetes is multifaceted and may include lifestyle modifications, oral medications, and insulin therapy depending on disease progression. Key components of type 2 diabetes management include encouraging patients to maintain a healthy diet, engage in regular physical activity, achieve and maintain a healthy weight, and manage stress, which can lower internal inflammation, thus improving insulin sensitivity and glycemic control. Various oral medications such as metformin, diabinase, and avandia may be prescribed to improve insulin sensitivity, stimulate insulin secretion, or reduce glucose by production by the liver. It's important to remember, these medications are not oral forms of insulin. In advanced cases, when oral medications are insufficient, insulin therapy may be initiated to control blood glucose levels effectively. As we conclude, insulin is a remarkable hormone that controls glucose metabolism and plays a critical role in maintaining glucose homeostasis in the human body. 
A thorough understanding of insulin's mechanisms of action is fundamental for the paramedic student as it forms the basis for comprehending various metabolic disorders, including diabetes mellitus. Insulin's actions in the liver, skeletal muscles, and adipose tissue promote glucose uptake, storage, and utilization, ultimately lowering blood glucose levels. Disruptions in insulin production or function can lead to serious metabolic disorders such as type 1 and type 2 diabetes, both of which require careful management to prevent complications. Next up on the 10-Minute Medic are STEMI mimics. We'll take a look at three of the most common conditions that can mimic a STEMI when, in fact, a STEMI doesn't exist. This ought to be a fun and informative episode. Thanks again for joining the 10-Minute Medic.